Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. This is Kevin Brooker. And you, you know, the closer you get to retirement, the more important certain milestones and ages become to your whole retirement plan completely. So... But today, before we get into those milestones, we're going to check in with an economist, Peter Schiff, to get his take on the economy. And you guys are going to hear some very divergent views on the economy and what to expect. And that's what I want to talk about here today. You found Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin, of course, been helping folks for more than 30 years get to and through retirement. He certainly is, uh, well, he's a fiduciary. He's independent. You'll find him at Silverleaf Financial, and silverleaffinancial.com is the website. You visit the website, you can get his book, The Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care. That's something that everybody should be reading, and uh, again, I think it's certainly worth it to go there. Well, you get the book for free. Anyway, Anyway, hey, right. hey, Kevin, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great, Steve. And, and by, guys, by all means, just go to the website, check it out. It's silverleaffinancial.com. Uh, the book is, you know, you can just fill out a little tiny bit of info, and I'm happy to email you the book. Uh, or I could send you a hard copy, but I actually prefer that. But you can find some ways that you can pay for long-term care with tax-free money, and you don't have to give up the money. It's just repositioning your assets. So I can show you how to do it. All right? And um, you, you, you know what the... Uh, um, Anytime anyone turns on the news right now, it seems like there's a lot of confusion oh my in, terms gosh. Of bi- in terms of business news, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you listen to one strategist, because I can tell you, for instance, um, Mike Wilson at Morgan Stanley is saying, hey, there's a really good chance we could see a 15 or 20% drop in the market from here right now, basically in the next couple of months. Uh, and then on the other hand, you got these guys, uh, Tom Lee, that's pretty widely followed at Fundstrat saying, you know what? I think we could see a 20% gain between here and here. (laughs) Well, that's just it. Everybody's got an opinion, right? Everyone's got an opinion. So that we talk a little bit about that. What? Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's Peter Schiff, uh, somebody that we're probably all familiar with and and his view. Well, I think people are underestimating just how bad the news is going to get. First of all, a lot of people think that inflation is going to come down. 
It's not. I think the decline is what's transitory. I think we're going to be making new year-over-year highs in inflation before the end of the year. And the recession that everybody denies exists is actually going to get worse. So we're going to have a weaker economy and stronger inflation. And the markets are not expecting that, and neither is the Fed. All right. On the other side of that, we've got Kevin Cohey. He's CEO of One United Bank, and he has a little different perspective. I believe the key is to be calm right now and to realize that 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 although we have some challenges, we have a bright future ahead of us and to just not panic, study your positions carefully and stick with what you believe in. It's also a time of opportunity. I mean, prices are down and when prices are down, this is the time to buy. So I think this is the time to take advantage of opportunity. Okay. Well, I mean, again, you've got really, uh, you know, Eeyore in Peter Schiff and, and Kevin Coe. He was a bit, bit more optimistic. No, no question about it. You know, and, and I think, and, and I think that's what, you know, you turn on, as we're talking about people, this is what everyone's listening to, right? And this is what yeah. everyone says, what am I supposed to do? What, who do we believe? Who do we, you know? And, well, let me tell you, the economist, uh, Peter Schiff, he, you know, I've followed him for quite a long time. And, um, there's many times that I can think of in the last 20 years where he has, you know, uh, he's made some extreme calls, let's say. And, and so sometimes I wonder if the guys making these calls are doing it because it forces other people like us to talk about them. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, all right. All roads words, lead to narcissism. <laughs> yeah, right. And, 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 you know, if you say something outrageous so that you get picked up by the news, news sources and, uh, you know, people will be talking about you. And so I, I do remember that um, uh, I mean, he was a big gold you know, guy right. uh, many years ago as well. And a lot of people will say these things because, you know, maybe they have a different agenda. Maybe they don't. Uh, but the idea that inflation, that the inflation component is the transitory piece, meaning that the decline is transitory in inflation uh, and expecting that to rebound back up. Uh, I do think that's the first person I've heard, you know, suggest that as, even as a possibility. Uh, I don't, I'm not seeing any signs of it. You know, I'm looking at, for instance, gas prices. If you go to the gas station, they, you know, they've started to come back up a little bit, um, but they're down significantly from the high that they hit. Sure. And, you know, and so the question, I think that's one of the questions for me as an advisor is the price of energy. You know, if, oil, if you could tell me what oil and gas are going to do over the next several months, I can probably tell you, you know, what's going to happen with inflation. Cause to me, that's, that, that's the biggest wild card there. Um, you, you know, and so the good news, though, if, if people are concerned, you know, if you have a concern and you want to protect yourself, guys, there are vehicles that can do that. There's some very efficient vehicles that can protect you uh, from avoiding. You can avoid all the mar market losses. You don't suffer in any loss because the market goes down, but you can still participate in the upside, you know, and that's why I like what I call the index annuities. The good ones have, have double digit gain potential right now. And, uh, and and they have their growth potential has gone up considerably as interest rates have gone up. And, and so it's a big benefit to a conservative investor looking for something safe. Um, just make sure, you know, you talk to somebody that's got a lot of experience and that can look across the board at these because the terms inside inside of these, the terms that govern how these work uh, vary dramatically from one to another. OK, so that's important. Uh, that you work with somebody that understands these and can look around and help you find the one that has the best terms for your situation. Um, you, you know, and, and in, in terms of, in terms of the, the second gentleman that spoke, the bank CEO though, yeah. you know, I think if you're looking out further than 12 months, in my opinion, 
Um, I believe the market will be higher. I think the market's going to be higher at the end of this year, 2023, than it is right now. Uh, however, I do think that the ride between here and there could be kind of like a roller coaster. <laughs> could so, be a little rough is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, it could. It could. <laughs> you know, so I, so I think the, the market, the stock market to me is, is uh, it's looking more like something, you know, uh, the volatility is larger than it has been in a while. You know, for, we've had a, we had a really good market for the until last year. We had a fantastic market for the previous decade. Um, so obviously, we had a glitch, you know, when COVID first hit. Um, but overall, the market averaged, I believe, about 14 percent a year. Uh, and I'm referring to the S&P 500 and which which is over, you know, the historical average going back 100 years on the market. Uh, is between nine and ten percent, assuming you reinvest the dividends. Okay, mm -hmm. and yet you know, but what everybody forgets, or a lot of people forget, is that the day-to-day, month-to-month, quarter-to-quarter moves can kind of drive you a little batty, you know. And and so I think it's important that that uh, um, that investors have a good sense of their own tolerance for risk and their own tolerance for for the ups and the downs. You know, and seeing a statement where you see you lost 20 grand or 30 grand or 100 grand or whatever the number is, are you going to be okay? Do you have other resources to live on, first of all, and you know, so that you can ride it out? And, and so the folks that I think do the best are the ones that don't, don't get too bothered by these things um, because, because the folks that get, uh, uh, they feel a lot of emotion um, tend to make bad decisions. Um, and so I would suggest, uh, you know, we talk about some other strategies, some other portfolios. Right. Uh, that we can get into that would help you uh, help you achieve smoother returns and smoothing out the volatility. Well, that and, and you know, we always talk about, uh, you know, trying to mitigate taxes. Of course, that's always a, a key thing to try to do. And that, again, there are certain strategies that will get us there as well. That no question, no question about it. No question about it. And, and you know, that certainly is an important, an important issue. And that's something that uh, Steve and I talked a little bit be before the show about something I wanted to, to bring up, you know, because one thing a lot of investors don't think about, uh, it is the fact that, you know, tax season isn't just while you're working, right? Right. Um, you're most likely going to be paying taxes for the rest of your life, unfortunately. Um, you know, and I'm referring to income taxes. We all, you know, say, well, it might be sales tax if some Republicans get their way, I guess. Um, but, uh, that, that's a different issue for right now. <laughs> so, um, but I do, I do suggest guys pay attention to what our politicians are doing. Um, you know what? I am going to go there for a minute, Steve. Okay. Uh, there's a big conversation right now in Washington because we hit the debt ceiling uh, this earlier this week, uh, which is some 31 trillion something, uh, you, you know, which changes quite quickly. If you look at the national debt clock, which is a website, you can always look at it if you want to get scared about the financial yeah. financial status of this country. Um, however, um, you know, what's happening right now, using it as a negotiating tool, I, I think it's a political it's a political play. Um, you know, and, and I think it's irresponsible and I think it's reckless because if we even come close to defaulting, uh, that could be a, a pretty catastrophic financially. So uh, I think it's important uh, that we let them know, stop playing around with this. They, they need to just get done with the debt limit. All right. It needs to be adjusted so that it's tied to GDP, whatever the, you know, as the economy grows, it, it's okay if the debt grows. And, and I think we should be looking at the ratios instead of just saying that natural, the amount of debt that we have, we should be looking at how much the economy has grown as well. There's no question we have too much debt. All right. A lot, a lot of people don't realize a lot of these same Republicans, you know, seem to skip over the fact that the last administration incurred about 25% of the total debt. It, I, I believe it was between eight and 9 trillion under the Trump administration. So 
Um, it seems pretty convenient that now they're concerned about it, but they forgot about it for the previous four years. So they that kind of drives that. me crazy. Both sides. So that kind of drives me nuts. Yeah. All right. And and they're proposing some of the Republicans are proposing cutting Medicare and Social Security. They're suggesting raising the age in which you qualify, in which you can start on Medicare, which right now is 65. They want to raise that age. And they also want to raise the retirement age for Social Security. Um, and they want to cut the benefits. And I, I'm, I'm sick of it. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. Uh, I actually like Joe Manchin's proposal uh, that he put out there. And you guys might know that the Social Security and Medicare programs are funded with, pay, with what are called payroll taxes, right? Yeah. Anybody that gets a W-2, uh, you should be paying payroll taxes. Uh, Medicare, strangely enough, there's no cap on, how, on Medicare in terms of income. See, right now, if you make, uh, what, around $160,000, uh, you, you, cap, you cap out, you max out on your contribution to the Social Security program. It stops. And so, and so people making that money, you know, when you hit it, it's like a party, man. It's like, hey, we, did, we, you know, we maxed out because your next paycheck is bigger, right? Because right. You're, no, you're no longer contributing. All right, but those are high income folks, right? And I'm, I'm and I want to say, why is there any income cap at all? All right, Manchin is proposing raising the cap. What I would like to see them propose is eliminate, get rid of the cap. All right, and 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 uh, at the same time, give give the uh, you know increase the Social Security check that they're going to receive. You know, give them an extra dollar for every hundred grand they contribute or something. You know, because uh, that's one of the counter arguments is that there's no further raises in their Social Security check. So. We can raise it, but it doesn't have to go up very much. So, so anyway, I think that's a valid proposal because guys, you should take a look at this because if people, so all the billionaires, you know, you make a billion dollars, you don't pay any more money to social security than a guy making 165,000. It's the same because you're capped out. I think it's around 162. Um, you know, so, so I think that's a valid proposal. It wouldn't take, you know, a massive act of Congress to get it done. So I'm hoping everyone is, is, is paying attention because they're talking about some big, big changes in DC right now that everybody should be aware of and let your people know what your opinion is on that topic, please. All right. So, so go, going back to the markets and, and talking about taxes, you know, a lot of us, a lot of people forget and don't realize, or maybe they don't realize that your social security could be taxed too. So um, depending on how much money you make, you know, the way that I look at it, I could make maybe eight, maybe eight or nine grand from uh, taxable sources before probably half of my social security is going to be taxed. Um, and you can make maybe another 5,000 above that before 85% of your social security will be taxed. And so, uh, it's important to, to remember that as you're doing your planning, because when we sit down, we want to go through an income statement. We want to figure out what you have coming in, what's going out, you know, and what assets and liabilities you have. And then we can put together a plan to make sure you've got enough money to have an enjoyable retirement that you don't have to stress over the stock market being an up or down, you know, a thousand points. Right. I mean, and again, those are the kinds of things that it makes sense to sit down with you just to get your viewpoint, to get your input. I mean, 30 plus years doing this, you've looked at a lot of a lot of people retiring. And that's a, I mean, that's a cool part of your job. You get to make people really happy when they retire. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. They, and they do. And they do. I'm, I'm look, and, and at some point, I'm, I'll be doing it myself. Yeah. Uh, but that's a that's a ways off. The one thing about my job and people people have asked me, you know, when am I going to retire? And, and I, I honestly don't plan to probably really indefinitely. But most likely it'll be in my 70s, um, you, you know, because this is thankfully a job. You know, I don't I don't exert too much physical energy. Right. Right. You know, I'm I'm sitting pretty much all day long. So, um, you, you know, and, and and so my plan is to continue to work with my existing clients. What's going to change with me really kind of my my pseudo retirement is going to be when I stop taking on new clients. OK. And 
And so that's, that's really what I'll be doing um, uh, in terms of my practice. But, but, you know, it's important we look at the taxes, right? Because yes. we're all going to have to pay them. And the thing about the taxes um, is, is that they're also going to be impacted by your withdrawals from your retirement accounts, right? And so when you take money out of your IRA, your 401k, your 403b, whatever retirement, you could be a SEP or profit sharing plan, whatever retirement account you have, when you take out that income, if that income was deferred, in other words, you put it in and you got a tax break, when you put it in, you know, when you made the contribution, you didn't pay any tax on it, right? right? And so then it grows tax deferred, meaning you don't pay tax on it until you withdraw it or take and take it out. Okay. And a lot of people, you know, don't realize that those, uh, those withdrawals are taxed like ordinary income. So you don't get the benefit of the lower capital gains tax. And depending on the bracket you're in, that could be very, that could be very significant. Oh my gosh. I yeah. mean, did, do you know, Steve, that a, a married couple filing jointly can make over $80,000 and pay zero in capital gains tax? Okay. Right now. <laughs> right. That's, that's right now, right now. Yeah. Okay. So, wow. so there's a chance, there's a chance folks that depending on your income, I mean, I think I, I tell you what, I do meet a lot of retired couples uh, and a lot of them, you know, have an income below $80,000. And, and so if you're sitting on some capital gains that you'd like to take and it makes sense and you think the prospects, you know, you, the money could be better somewhere else, it might be a good time to do that because you want to remember something talking about taxes is that right now we've got lower, we've got some lower tax rates that took effect, you know, under the last administration, they're going to expire in a couple of years. Okay. So we just, we just have a few more years um, that you're going to have those. And if nothing happens, if nothing changes, then they will revert back to where they were before the tax cuts. And that can be, well, that's going to be a shock to some people. It, it, it definitely will be a shock. You know, you know, one of the things that annoyed me about that, just to say, is that the corporate tax breaks that they passed, those are permanent. Those yeah, don't right. I back. remember that at the time. Yeah. You know, but the individual, okay, me and you. Yeah, right? exactly. Post the individual, pay all the taxes, yeah. Where are the ones, where are the ones that get, you know, get kind of screwed here mm -hmm. and uh, reverts back? And I'm saying, you know what? Why couldn't you make them permanent for the individual? And raise them back again for the corporations. I would think okay? that would be the the way to go. Well, I tell you what, you don't have to make a lot of money before you're paying more income tax than these big corporations that are making billions. It makes me sick. Um, so, nonetheless, I get I get side I get sidetracked sometimes. Um, but my job is to help you get through that retirement and try and try to minimize taxes along the way. And so, one of the things that that I think people are not looking at enough and considering enough is a Roth IRA. Okay. And I, and believe me, I understand you pay the tax when you put it in because I'm doing it. I do it too. And, and, but I am trying to maximize my Roth IRAs um, because this, this is something I'd like, every, you know, everyone should think about it from the standpoint of how much money are you getting it like on your traditional IRA or 401k, you're getting a tax break when you put it in, right? Yes. So let's say, let's say you put in 10 grand this year. Okay. And you got a tax break. You didn't pay tax on 10 grand. Now, depending on the amount of time that $10,000 is going to grow, Okay, let's say it grows for 10 years, 20 years, 30 or 40 years. Guys, anybody that's leaving it to grow for 30 or 40 years, you really, really should be doing a Roth. Because think about this. You, in this case of a traditional account, you're getting a tax break on 10 grand. And then let's say it grows to 30 or 40. You're going to be paying, you're going to be paying the tax on 30 or 40 or 50 or whatever it grew to. You're going to be paying the tax most likely on a much larger amount than you got the tax break on. Okay. And I think a lot of times when people are thinking about a Roth, 
I, th- I don't think they go much past, you know what? I really don't want to pay the tax on this money right now. Yeah, I, <laughs> I agree. I mean, you know, that's that's never an easy thing to do. No, it's not. And it's it doesn't not, matter it's if you have fun. the money or not. It's just it's just the principle. It's even if you got it, you don't, you know, yeah. I, I get it. And I, and I do get it. I just, you know, I just had to send them extra money in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So I don't like it. And, um, you know, but, but it's the reality. Right. And, and, and so it's a price I like to sit, tell myself before I get into some of the abuse and the misspent, misspent money and things like that. Um, uh, I do still think this country is, you know, if not the best, it's one of the best countries in the world in terms of safety and opportunity and, and, and things like that. So, so, you know, it, it, we can't have the police and the firemen and the national defense and all that for free, right? Everybody needs to make some money. Yeah, of course. So, you know, so it costs some money, but let's, so what I'm going to say though, let's pay the tax now, right? Because the way I look at it, I'm going to pay the tax on, let's say it's 10 grand, same example. I'm going to pay the tax on 10 grand now. Okay. But it's going to grow right to 20 or 30 or 40 or 50,000 over time. And then I'm going to not pay tax on the much larger amount of money. So people should be thinking of what you should be thinking about is, is I, I like the, uh, I don't know if this, uh, I don't I always get confused with some of the words like metaphors and similes. Sure. And, 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 and so what I like to think about is like, how about if you think about it, you're paying the tax on the seed, you're paying the tax right now on the seed, and then you're going to plant a crop and it's going to grow and you're not going to pay the tax on the harvest. The entire harvest is tax free because you paid the tax on the seed. All right. Mm-hmm. And so you're paying the tax on what is most likely a smaller amount that because you're investing it for decades is going to grow to a much larger amount and which is going to be tax free. And you know what, Steve, I got a good example. I just uh, uh, I'm just now putting I, I've talked about before how a, a part of part of my strategy, uh, I'm, I'm going to be using uh, index annuities that have uh, guarantees for income uh, as part of my portfolio. And I stress part of it. OK because I'll be putting money money into these contracts. I'm doing one real soon, actually. I'm looking at the numbers right now. Uh, but at the same time, I am invested in the stock market and the bond market and I own treasuries and money markets and all those too. The key is to have it in, have in all these places, right? I'm not saying just do stocks or just do bonds or just do index annuities. But the reason I'm doing them is because it's going to supplement me and my wife's social security income, right? Sure. And, and, and especially, okay, <laughs> when you do the math, Okay. Anybody that's a ba- that's uh, at the tail end of the baby boom generation, like me. All right. When we actually start, or at least when I'm planning on starting to collect Social Security, is basically around the time they're saying it's going, you know, that it's running out of uh, that. We have, there's not enough money coming in right. to pay all the benefits. Right. Right. And I and I want to clarify that also because it when when we say it's going, they say it's going. Some people will say it's going bust in 2035. No, it's not going bust. It just means that that's the point in which. There's not enough money in there to pay out the benefits they have to. Uh, in other words, right now, a lot of the benefits are paid through ongoing wages. You know, as they collect the payroll tax, it comes in and then uh, they collect it with one hand and they pay it out with the other hand. Sort of pay as you go. Uh, yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. You know, so, um, you know, so it is it is uh, um, it is a system that's going to work. But if they don't do anything, they're talking about a cut between 20 and 25 percent. That's what they're talking about in terms of the shortfall that's going to be there. And that's why I'm in favor. And that's why I mentioned earlier, Manchin's, Joe Manchin's idea, eliminate the payroll tax cap, get rid of it, make all the millionaires and billionaires. Yeah. Right. uh, Right. Yeah. That that never makes sense to me anyway. Oh, it it makes no sense at all. Why? You know, it's, it makes no sense at all. So just get rid of it, you know, and, and uh, uh, if they raise it, raising is better than doing nothing. But I would say just get rid of it. It doesn't have to be there and it'll solve 
that move alone, that one move would say it would solve so many of these problems. I think it would push back the date that it becomes short. I think it'd push it back at least a decade, according right. to the research I've read. Oh, yeah. And I say, I say right now, go for it, man. Let's do it. Let's do right? it. Yeah. Be- because that's only going to bother. That's only now, obviously, people that make more than that, they're going to be ticked off. But you know what? They can afford it. Okay. Yeah, clearly, I, if you're making, what, what is the cutoff? You said 160 something. I think it's around 161, 162. Okay. All right. Because so there's a around, bunch of people that make more than that. It's, uh, there's a bunch of people making more than that. I can think of several football players for sure. You know, so, <laughs> so, right. You know, so you got Tom Brady making $40 million a year. He pays the same Social Security taxes as a guy like, you know, as we do. Yeah. At making, you know, if you're making 160. All right. It's ridiculous. And, and, and it, it obviously benefits, you know, the high income people mm-hmm. and they're making tons of money. They can afford it. They're not going to miss it. It's not like it's going to make them homeless all of a sudden. So may, maybe they get one, maybe they have one less yacht or something. I don't know. So <laughs> one less yacht. <laughs> yeah, so, sure. Sure. So, you know, so I feel, I feel bad. I feel bad for these, po- you know, these rich guys that have to pay a little more into the program. So. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about uh, more stuff for just you and me. In other words, just us. Um, yes, and and the, one of the things that you people. talked about, too, be, before we got started was the Roth and how important that has become to you. Yeah, you, you know, it's the, the Roth IRA, and I really think it's underutilized. And guys, it's not just, you know, because some people that do talking about higher income, it's not because there are income limits in terms of how much you can you can have an income in order to contribute to it. OK, and the words are very specific here, um, because what you can do if you make too much money and you can't technically contribute to it. What you can do is contribute it you know, into your 401k or your IRA, and then you can convert that. There's no limit on converting. So you can make a, you know, if you make $100 million a year, you can still convert your IRA into a Roth IRA. As long as right? you pay the taxes. long as you pay the taxes, right? And, and anybody that has any influence uh, or if you're working at a big company, chances are really good that your 401k has a Roth option, right? And so it's a Roth 401k. Because that's that's what I'm doing personally, um, you know, for my actually for myself and my wife, is is setting up uh, is setting up a Roth 401k um, because the contribution amounts are just as high as a regular 401k. Yeah, so I mean, over fifty, that's thirty grand this year. It, it it's a good it's a good chunk of money, right? And and if you and your spouse do it, you, you know, you could put you could put away a good amount of money uh, a good amount of money for retirement. And 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 for instance, one of the things that I mentioned is I'm doing. I'm doing uh, the income annuity. I'm doing it in $50,000 increments. And the reason I'm doing that is because I'll, I'll, I'm 50, I'm 58 right now. And when, and when I'm planning on putting 50,000 away, I'm going to defer it for 10 years. I mean, I won't touch it for 10 years. And in 10 years, it's going to pay me 500 right now. The best is about five, just over $550 a month. Okay. And, and, and it's Roth money. So that's tax free. That's the after tax amount. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so the way that I look at it, if I have an extra, you know, five or 600 bucks coming in after tax, you know, each month, I think that's a good hedge for inflation. You know, in other words, it's, a, it's still a good amount of money. Right. Mm-hmm. And and if my cost of living go, goes the way the way that I'm thinking about it is probably every two to three years, maybe longer. If Maybe if I'm lucky, it will be even longer than that. But what I'm planning on is if maybe every two or three years I can I can add an additional income stream. And so let's say at 72, I start one and then 75, another and 78, another and so on. And so that as you're getting older and prices are going up at the grocery store and we're going to be paying apparently like eight bucks a gallon for, for a gallon of milk pretty quick, um, you, you know, and, and I don't know how much for eggs. Yeah, who, knows say, much eggs. <laughs> who knows? Eggs are going to be like a hundred dollars a dozen. Yeah. Or something. And it's, it's crazy. 
but but we all know the prices are going higher over time. And so to me, this is a good way to give yourself a hedge that you have against these rising prices because we can increase, we'll be able to increase our income every few years or whenever we want to. It's flexible. We don't have to turn it on at any particular time, but those, but the resources are allocated there specifically for income for me and my wife. And, and what I'm doing is we're electing joint lifetime income for all of it. So 100% of the payment goes to the surviving spouse. Okay. That, and, that's, and reason, that's great planning. And, and, and I, oh man, I, I appreciate that, Steve. And, and cause you know, you want, you know, what really surprised me in my career What's that? is how many, how many married couples did not discuss the pension choice, which in a lot of these cases was the man when he, dis, when he decided, cause they give you a choice when you when, on the pension, yep. just like on the annuity, yep. you have a bunch of choices in terms of how you want to get paid. You know, in other words, you can get paid just for your life or you can get paid or what I've seen a lot of, which is the part that surprises me. There's a lot of guys that took the highest payment they could possibly get. And what happens then is when they die, their wife gets nothing. I mean, zero. Mm-hmm. And, and so can you imagine at least you've got a pension coming in and then all of a sudden, boom, it's gone when the guy, I mean, she's already going to be grieving because he died most likely. <laughs> and, yeah. and I think in most cases. And, and sometimes maybe they'll be happy, um, but, but nonetheless, right. But nonetheless, I joke, well, I joke everybody. Yes, I all right. But, but what, but I, but what I, I don't think that's very nice to the spouse though. Okay. It's, well, no, but I mean, so I, I think I've said this before, but in, in my family, my mom worked for the state. She got the pension. My dad, yeah. a little bit older, insisted that she take the whole thing. My mom died less than two years later. Oh my gosh! So he was left holding. Oh I mean, you know, he, it was a big, de- it was a big deal, a big mistake, actually. Oh, <clears throat> clearly, no, that's 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 no, that's really too bad. That's really that's terrible because I've I've met couples where the guy did, you know, he did the payments just for his life, and then he died, and the wife got nothing. Yeah, and the wife to- then the wife tells me I had no idea. He didn't talk to me about this. <laughs> I just, and well, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> wow. And obviously, he's you know he's gone. Maybe maybe that I guess that was the plan. I don't know. Um, you know, and then a lot of options, they, they, you, and you can leave any amount. You could leave like 80% to the survivor or 60 or 50% or 25 or 30% or nothing. And, and so my point is, um, my opinion is that, uh, I want to leave all of it. I want either one, whoever survives the other yeah, person, of course. I want the income to just continue the way that it is the same amount. Um, and if they have some extra money because they're feeding one mouth instead of two, then that's a, that's a heck, that's a good thing, that's right? That's a good problem. That is, yeah. That is a good problem. And I'm sure they're not going to be upset about that. And, and the most important thing is that I'm not going to, we're not going to, I'm not going to leave her in a, in a worse spot, you know, because I'm gone. And, and, um, and so I strongly recommend that everybody, if you're married, do joint lifetime income. And then joint you'll make lifetime sure that. Joint lifetime income. Kevin, can tell me, I know, is it just as simple as it sounds? Uh, well, maybe, um, what it means. Okay. When I say joint lifetime income, yeah. uh, like, like in my case, we're probably, we're going to start tapping these, you know, in our sixties and seventies. Um, and they're set up for lifetime payments. And the way that I'm going to, the way that I'm doing it is with monthly payments because my bills come in every month. So I want my cash to come in every month. Yeah. And, and so they're going to send us money every single month for as long as I live or as long as either one of us, either me or my wife. So if one of us lives till the age of 102, those checks are going to keep on coming in every single month, guaranteed per the contract. Okay. And guys, that's even if the account value went to zero 10 years sooner. That's the key. The reason I'm doing it uh, personally is because I want to make, you know, because neither one of us, we don't have a pension. 
neither one, neither one of us, neither me, or, neither of us have a pension. Mm-hmm. So the only income that we have as of right now is social security. I don't want to rely on that, you know, to be our sole source, you know, you know, about 30 between 30 and 35% rely on social security as their only source of income. It's their only income. And I don't, I don't know how they do it. Um, but, um, I, I don't want to be in that spot. And if something happens to me, I don't want to leave my wife in that spot. Okay. And so part of my planning for the future is to set these up for the, for income. Um, but joint life means it will pay for as long as either one of you are alive, that contract will continue to pay. And in my case, I've got family members that live well into their mid nineties. And so I'm saying, you know, now I don't, I can't imagine I'll live that I'll live that long, but, well, yeah, you can but say just that in now. case, <laughs> right. Just in case I don't want to, I don't want to run out of money. Right. Right. Who wants, who, who wants to run out of money? Nobody. So, Nobody, nobody. And that's where these things, that's where these come in. So this is part of my personal strategy for me and my wife are, are using annuities that will guarantee us lifetime income. Uh, and then part of it is stocks and part of it is, is bonds and treasuries. And, and, and everybody I'm hoping is doing the same thing or figuring out a way to do the same thing for you and your family. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a fast show, Kevin. <laughs> Holy cow. But again, I, I, I was uh, furiously writing notes here. I mean, that was some good stuff. Oh, hey, I, pre- I appreciate that, Steve. It, I thought it went by real fast. I, I just turned my turned my head and I said, wow, we're past. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, it's all good. All right. So, yeah, I mean, again, so basically, uh, you know, this is a conversation you'd love to have with folks if they're interested. Just call Kevin. It's 800-975-6717. Visit the website, silverleaffinancial.com. You can reach out to Kevin there via email. Well, we, either way, just make it happen. Do it while you're thinking about it. it it's not too late and Now's the time to make it happen. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, hosts, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today.